0: In the holy name of Jesus, amen. Amen. And now from Scripture on the second week of Advent comes the shocking news that sometimes on some issues husbands and wives completely disagree. We met them both last week. He is Zechariah and she is Elizabeth. He is a priest and she is from a family of priests and so we would suspect that they would agree But so far this Advent, what he finds disruptive and most challenging, she finds most satisfying. What he finds impossible, she embraces. When he goes silent, she sings. When he is empty, she is filled. When he argues, she believes. When he is frightened, she glows with deliverance and hope. It is a typical marriage. Advent says St. Luke is a time to prepare a people fit for the Lord. As you heard last week from Pastor Nelson, people is a plural. A people is a group, a community, a church. Or an Eden where the Lord our God has his way his eternal gospel way. So Advent is a time for us to be gathered up, to be repaired, to be built up, to be polished in preparation for the arrival of our Lord Jesus Christ, a people who are fit, that is, ready, willing, and able to receive him on his terms. Of course, any people is made up of individuals. It is made up of persons. And so across these four Sundays in Advent, you are going to meet four very unique individuals. Zechariah, Elizabeth, Joseph, and Mary. And by the time Advent is over, you will see how the Lord fits them together and into his plan. And then more importantly, I pray that you will see how God is also working on us. It's a very simple story, really. Our Lord works these four into his plan by speaking, by telling them the story of the birth of God on earth. God's advent, that is, God's arrival as a baby, helpless, coming down to Mary and then to the manger and then to the cross and then to the Holy Eucharist, Is God's way of showing his deep concern and love for all of us. It is a startling idea, but it has magnificent appeal. Last week we heard how Zechariah never got past being startled. That was not good. Zechariah was frightened by God's notion that in his old age his wife would have a son. And more that this son would be a prophet. He would be the new Elijah. He would be John the baptizer whose job was to prepare the way for the Messiah. When the angel Gabriel said to Zechariah, this will be great. John will preach. He will reconcile his people to God himself. And more he will reconcile people to each other. He will prepare a people who are fit who are ready, willing, and able to work for the Lord, Zechariah pushed back so hard that the angel took away his voice and he wasn't able to speak again until John the Baptizer was born. But unlike Zechariah, his wife Elizabeth was not startled in the least. Instead, she received the news of her own pregnancy a pregnancy in old age, as well as the news of St. Mary's pregnancy. Pregnancy at a very young age, while she was still a virgin. Elizabeth received all of this as gift and blessing. In fact, she found God's way of doing things the most satisfying thing that ever happened in her life. And so Elizabeth got it right. It really is a magnificent story. And it is quite satisfying if we just give it a chance. The glorious story of God coming down to us as a helpless child, lying in our arms, touching us to change us and make us his own. I'm hoping that you will take a moment this Advent to pause and look at yourself, and then by the grace of God, be a little less Zechariah, and a little more Elizabeth. A little more E, and a little less Z. So that you will be a little less startled, and a little less fearful, and even a little less rebellious. That you will have a little less no in your own life, when it comes to the Lord and his will and its ways. So that by the time Christmas comes, you will be just a little more embracing of this magnificent thing that you've been given in the manger. Flesh and blood and forgiveness, life and salvation and life together, all for free and for all of you. That your life would just have a little more yes when it comes to the Lord and how he wants to work with you and within this community. How does that happen? This Christmas, when the baby embraces you, don't push it away. Instead, let his embrace linger. This morning, and this Advent, and again this Christmas, When the baby touches you in the water of your baptism, where he washes you and names you and saves you as his own. In the words of absolution, where he tells you a story and talks away your sins and your shame and your guilt. In the host and chalice of the Holy Eucharist, where he puts himself upon your lips and reconciles you to God and your neighbor, and makes all of you one, makes you a communion, a holy communion, a church, an Eden. Do not argue with it the way Zechariah did. Instead, like Elizabeth, let the good news work on you, and let it lead you where you will. It will lead you into the world of Mary's Magnificat, the world of Jesus, where mercy is a way of life, And the weak are important. And the hungry get fed. And everybody is protected by Jesus Christ himself. So Christ is coming. He's coming to us, to our small community. He's coming to each of us, to you and to me. He is coming with his consolations and also with his joy. He is coming to touch us with his story. And what can we expect? Beyond any reservations you and I might have, beyond the fears and the no's of Zechariah, beyond the tension and the temper of the season, beyond the element of weariness and the, I've heard it all before comes something familiar and true and deeply satisfying. Faith, hope, and love, these three, but the greatest of these is love, and the greatest love is the flesh of God incarnate in Jesus Christ. God is one of us, and God for us, and God never against us. Love reviving our faith like Zechariah, love evoking hope, like Elizabeth and Mary, love calling us home like John the Baptizer, that's a good Advent and a better Christmas. In the holy name of Jesus, amen.